Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Just a little over two months ago, both the St. Louis City and St. Louis County library systems shut their doors and even their book drops. Everything was shutting down to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. At that point, even checking out a book just felt too risky. But new books and so many other materials are now within our sights. The St. Louis City Library System reopens its book drops on June 1st. And within 10 days of that, both they and the St. Louis County system will begin to allow new checkouts again. And joining us to discuss what that's going to look like and all the changes that go with it is Kristen Sorth. She's the director of the St. Louis County Library System. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And we're also joined by Waller McGuire. He's the chief executive officer of the St. Louis Public Library System, which handles city uh, libraries. Waller, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Waller. <laughs> so, Waller, let's start with you. Uh, as we mentioned, book drops open first, and then by June 10th, you're opening five branches with some limited browsing abilities. What are these mini branches going to look like in the city? We're actually going to open sort of our largest locations that have enough floor space to handle the mayor's directives and the governor's directives about how patrons and how we should handle people. So what we're going to do is bring browsing collections out into the open spaces so people at least can come into the library and look over new materials and popular materials and they can reserve materials and pick them up. It's it's going to look really different than the library when you walked out of it the last time. We're not there yet, but it's a starting point uh, and we we hope to help those people who have been looking at the same book or the same movie or the same CD for the last two months and are completely sick of it uh, and want to get new materials. We're at least going to let them browse and start operations and we'll see how it goes. And we're really anxious, of course, to continue uh, in the march towards full opening, but we have to figure out how this is all going to work first. And so for those five biggest branches, will it be the complete footprint uh, of that space that's going to be open or just some portion of it? It's going to be just a portion of it. For instance, we are going to open Central Library, which mm -hmm. is vast, of course, is a huge building. And mm -hmm. we can't uh, let people wander through the entire building and uh, with the cleaning directives, you know, track through it and figure it out. So we're just going to open a, a small footprint on one floor, actually, for each of those buildings. We're looking at Booter, which is down south, and Carpenter down south, central, uh, Julia Davis, which is up north, and Schlafly in the central west end. And so those are our biggest buildings, uh, mm -hmm. but we're actually going to only open uh, kind of the central area where we can track people. And uh, we won't, for instance, I, I hate to say it, but we won't initially be offering computer services, mm -hmm. which is one of the things that people come to us for heavily. Uh, so it'll be a small footprint just for the beginning. And so is the idea people will get uh, choose their book relatively quickly and move along? They're not going to be sitting there typing for hours the way some of us used to do um, back when that was one of the services you offered. Yeah, I'm afraid that's true. Actually, the, the national and the local guidelines ask people not to stay longer than 15 minutes mm -hmm. within any business or activity or institution. So we're going to ask people to come in browse, pick up their materials, check out, and 
and leave. Uh, so uh, that's a little difficult to do in a library where, where people love to come and spend time. But just right now, under these circumstances, it's what we're going to have to do for a while. Mm-hmm. Now, Kristen, I know what St. Louis County is doing is different from that. You guys are just doing curbside at this point. Um, and I know that is um, looking at other library systems across the country. That does seem like a more typical choice. But what made you decide to go that route rather than to open up some branches for browsing? We, um, as we started planning, we wanted to open all 20 of our locations and we felt um, for curbside. And so we felt like easing into allowing people back into our buildings would be beneficial to us. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have areas where we can really um, limit where people go in the buildings. It would be a challenge for us. And so we um, just decided to do curbside. We actually start on June 3rd. Um, so uh, patrons can request materials online, they can call, and we're also providing printouts so they can request that we print out documents for them and we'll bring them out curbside. Mm-hmm. And we've had, we've had quite a bit of experience with curbside during closure because we've been doing um, drive-through meals and diapers and things like that. So. Um, some of that we've we've been doing for quite a while. So you feel like that's a system that that makes sense to start with. What will it take for that to change and for you guys to say, hey, we're ready to start slowly opening up some of these branches again? Yeah, I think that um, we continue to look at the capacity of our buildings and to figure out how we can, um, same as Waller said, how we can control how many people are in the building, how long they're in there. Our thought really is when we start to gradually reopen, which will probably come in June at some point, that we will let people in for computer use and some browsing. So we're just trying to work out all those details. And we, like Waller and everybody else right now, really are focused on keeping our employees safe and patrons safe. So this just gives us a little bit more time to really see about the experience of other libraries and stores and restaurants and really learn from from what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Mm, I think we, that- we just saw some really encouraging material. It, it just came out yesterday, I think, from the CDC saying that um, the virus, it appears, does not transmit very well or easily on materials. Mm. Libraries were really worried about that. We've been really worried about that all along, about the need to clean, which is nearly impossible on books and other items, and how long to quarantine to make sure that they're safe to go back out. So that will be a huge help if that is uh demonstrated to be completely true that uh, people will not catch the virus by touching material and we don't have to go through some sort of elaborate cleaning and quarantining material. That'll be a big change. Libraries were actually commissioning a study hmm. through the IMLS, the Institute of Museum and Library Services, to, to determine how long the virus would live on a book. But it looks like the CDC has uh, determined already that it's not as much of a threat 
that's a worry too, because the way it transmits is through the air, it appears, mm -hmm. instead of through objects. But that helps us in one way and will help us as we continue to open. That's that's really great to know. It does feel like that was a big concern a couple months ago. Uh, you know, could a book actually be a, a major transmitter of a virus? Now that we're seeing that guidance from the CDC, are these books that people are loaning out, picking up, dropping up curbs, curbside, are you going to give them any extra um, treatment before you put them back into circulation? We are. I think all libraries are planning to quarantine them for a while uh, because early on it was determined that the virus only lasted for a certain amount of time on a paper or plastic. Mm. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're bringing materials back in and instead of allowing them to go back out, they're going to be in storage and, and bags until they've passed that period. Okay. Honestly, it, it simply isn't possible to st to sterilize a book, you can imagine. I, I mean, in the sense of washing it or uh, uh, spraying it down or something, we, we, there simply is no way to do it. Yeah, so I, I find myself way. wondering if germaphobe um, readers might be tempted to try to do that when they get a new book, um, bringing it home from the library, that they might want to try to sterilize it. Is Is that something that you would advise against them attempting to do? Yeah, well, we certainly don't want them to uh, damage materials. I always remember the patron when I was a manager who brought back a book that was clearly dropped in a bathtub and told me that she'd checked it out that way. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, we, uh, we're certainly going to be understanding, and, and if people want to wipe down a cover, that's fine, but there's really no way to do it page by page. We're all going to have to get uh, used to a different world, I think. Mm -hmm. So don't try to wash your books. Well, that, <laughs> that's good to know. Um, Waller, something else that only applies to um, to you at this point, are you going to require masks for people who come into those, those uh, couple of branches that are open? We are. We're going to ask all customers to wear masks, and we're providing masks for staff um, just because uh, it, it is primarily tran transmitted through the air. We're going to have people coming and going, and, and we want that extra degree of safety. I, really, it, it is a, an undertaking. I've been wearing a mask pretty much full-time the last couple of days, and honestly, I feel so sorry for the medical personnel. You see those pictures of them with mm -hmm. you know, their noses bleeding, and, and it's hard to do. Honestly, you get home, and you take them off, and you think, oh, my gosh, there is air in the world. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to ask staff to do it, and we're going to ask customers to do it. And we, we'd ask for your patience with it. I know it's a pain in the neck, but it's a measure. It's a way to keep everybody safe. We're talking to Waller McGuire. He's the chief executive officer of the St. Louis Public Library System. And we're also joined today by Kristen Sorth. She's the director of the St. Louis County Library System. Now, Kristen, you mentioned um, earlier in this conversation that while you've been closed, you've been distributing other items. I believe you said diapers. Um, tell me about how that's worked. Sure. We have um, early on, right after we closed, we reached out to many of our community partners and said, how can we use the exteriors of our buildings to support the community? And so we started offering drive-through meals in partnership with Operation Food Search and drive-through diapers in partnership with the St. Louis Area Diaper Bank and also period supplies. So, so far we've um, provided 170,000 meals wow. and 133,000 diapers. So we have them at nine of our branches and um, we have quite a system. Uh, sometimes the lines are backed up um, and we have to have the county officers come out and help help with traffic control. 
And then just a couple weeks ago, we started also giving out free books. We've partnered with a number of agencies and then our foundation has supported it. And we've given out 5,800 free books as well. So it's been a really rewarding time, I think, for us to, um, we always say it's kind of happy, sad, happy to be helping, sad that the need is so great. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of distribution um, of things that are outside your collection, is that going to continue even as you're now taking on the burden of of all these curbside uh, library services? It is going to continue, and we're definitely trying to figure out how to balance that out. Meals um, happen Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and diapers and period supplies happen on um, just on Fridays. But we've also added fresh fruits and vegetables coming out as well, boxes of fresh fruits and vegetables. So um, we've had a lot of people reach out to us and ask if we could partner with them to distribute items. So we have a plan in place to do curbside and our curbside hours are after the drive through meals, diapers, books, vegetables is over. So that's why our hours are from one to six or one to five, because we will be finished with the the drive through meals, diapers. Hmm. Well, that's great yeah. to hear. And, and, you know, on the subject of all these other things that libraries do and have been continuing to do, even while they've been quote unquote closed, we actually got a great voicemail earlier this week. This is from Nancy Willard in Crestwood. And she told us that even though the St. Louis County Library has been closed, that she and her husband have still found great resources that they're making the most of. I'm calling uh, to commend the St. Louis County Library on how um, much help they've provided during our COVID shutdown. Uh, My husband and I are both avid readers, and we have enjoyed the availability, the quick availability of e-books since the library has been closed. In fact, today I got notified of an e-book available to download, and today's the publication date for the book, so it's very quick. I also am receiving a lot of communication about their um, their virtual programs that, that were originally in person, uh, author talks and other services, and now they're available virtually. So they're helping us pass the time a lot. And that's a rave from Nancy Willard of Crestwood. I know both of your library systems had a really robust online presence before this. Waller, is that something that patrons took advantage of during this time of, of shutdown and everyone sheltering at home? We, we saw as much as a thousand percent increase in some of the downloadable areas of use. So people, yes, were learning how to get books onto their phones and onto their various computers. It's one of the things that we're going to look at, how this has changed how people come to the library and whether we need to uh, buy things differently or, or provide things in a different way. Uh, yeah, on the other hand, I am still getting a lot of messages these days saying, I will be so glad to actually be able to read a paper book. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, people love them both ways. It's funny, we got a a message just the other day, which made us feel better. We got a message over Facebook. Somebody said, you know, I've been worried about my library more than I have about toilet paper. Uh, So (laughs) that's good. It's good to hear that there's uh, dedicated followers anxious for us to be back. Yeah, it's it's nice to be needed. Uh, Kristen, have you also seen people really taking advantage of these online offerings that you have? We definitely have, and we've offered um, 17 virtual author events as well. And so we continue to partner with 
um, the authors that we had scheduled that had to cancel um, their book tours. And we've even um, been connected with authors who we didn't have um, on our schedule. And so we've been uh, doing these, they're either live or they're pre-recorded and they've been very popular. Um, we have, we can see the stats of how many people are viewing those. And then just like Waller, we're really talking about, you know, we are offering virtual story times and we're looking at how programming will work in the future. And in terms of accessing our, um, our e-media, we had the highest circulation for e-media we've ever had um, in the month of April. Wow. And we've, we've had a ton of new people sign up for library cards. We have about 3,600 new patrons, 5,200 new students. And between the two of them, they've checked out 10,000 books. Wow. So it's just been a real interesting um view into how important libraries are to people that they they just they need them however they we can get them to them. Mm -hmm. We also heard from Lauren on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page. She writes, Hoopla and Libby eBooks have saved our family during this COVID-19 time. We've been able to keep reading new material with our kids while staying safe. We also love to share these books with grandparents and cousins on Zoom. We are so grateful for the great digital resources SLPL, that's the St. Louis Public Library, provides. We also have a question from Kay who asks, what's the please buy this book library process for the rest of the year look like? I have some newly announced releases I'd like to put in as requests to buy, but I don't want to put in a bunch of requests if the budget's in bad shape or if it'll overwhelm everybody coming back to work. Waller, is is that something that you would encourage people to continue making requests like that, or would it be better for you guys if, if people just held off for a bit? No, no, no. Please, please. She should put her request in. Um, we, we are continuing to buy materials, are going to start flooding in, and even if we aren't able to buy it right away, we need to know about the need. We want to know that what people are looking for, and we'll, we'll find a way to do it. Next year is the year that every institution, every library is worried about. I mean, the whole nation is worried about what's going to happen to the economy next year. Right now, we're doing okay. We're still buying materials. So so please, yes, put in the request. Okay. And get your request in this year. It sounds like that's the critical thing. People <laughs> don't want to wait. Uh, Kristen, is that the same over in, for the county? Yes, for sure. We did um, shift a lot of our resources over to e-resources over the last couple months, but we're back just like Waller to buying physical copies. And we want people to request um, materials that they're interested in, in us purchasing. So yes, we're we're ready. We're, we've missed our patrons and um, we've missed hearing what their reading interests are. So we want them to make requests. Well, that is some great news. And I love. I want to summarize this conversation. We're back, says the library. So Kristen Sorth, director of the St. Louis County Library, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. And Waller McGuire, chief executive of the St. Louis Public Library. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. We're always grateful for St. Louis on the Air. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.